Welcome to Hami Media Group, or as the cool kids say, HMG. We're here to provide you with the very best entertainment alternative media has to offer. Thank you to all our supporters who have made us what we are today. Follow us on social media, video, and podcast platforms at Hameen Media Group. Become a subscriber to Hameen Media Group at Patreon.com for great free daily content as well as off-the-top-rope extras. Subscribe to our affiliate Patreon channels with a plethora of fun content on various tiers that will bring tears of joy to your eyes. Vince Russo's The Brand, The Rip Rogers FR Podcast, Stevie Ray TV, Goldilocks, The A Show with Aaron Stevens and April Hunter, The Two-Man Power Trip, Velvet Sky and Angelina Love, The Beautiful People, and now... The Larry Hankin Stories. Support your favorite HMG and independent pro wrestling talent at ProWrestlingTees.com. Enjoy the ultimate meal with Zordos Ultra Premium Extra Virgin Olive Oil. Head over to ZordosOliveOil.com. Start your day with the best cup of joe, bro. Try a fantastic selection of flavorful coffee blends at TheBrosters.com. StevieRichardsFitness.com Get off that couch and make a healthy change without leaving your home. Amazing resistance band and yoga workout programs at an affordable price that will help you become a band new you. Hear from the pros who live the biz, bro, with talent that have worked for every major organization led by the man who put the attitude back in pro wrestling and in your ear holes. It's gotta be Russo'sBrand.com, bro. Again, we'd like to thank you for joining us here at HMG. And now, it's time to be entertained. Rated M for Mature. Everybody to the One Up Rewind podcast. I'm your host Adam, the Sinister One, and alongside me is MSG. What's up, Papa? What's up, boss? I'm your host and the scene with the ears clean. I'm lighting up that green, ya boy. MSG. Follow me on Twitter, Instagram, Matthew underscore Schaffer. We're back for another edition of the One Up Rewind podcast, bro. Episode two, baby. It's the podcast for gamers by gamers. Okay. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm excited. I mean, we had a lot of good feedback. A lot of people hit us up online seem to hit really resonate well with the listeners. They have some people who are even like, I didn't even know I needed a gaming podcast, and now I have it. Well, we delivered it to you. Hope that we can continue to entertain as well. And sometimes you don't know what you want. You but when you, you get it and you enjoy it, you know that you can't live without it. And today we have quite the doozy for you. First, I want to follow up a little bit on last week's episode where we talked about the Game Boy Advance. It was the 20-year anniversary. So after the podcast, I felt uh, 
a little froggy, and I decided to pop some more Game Boy Advance games in. And Maddie, wouldn't you know, there's one more game that we have to add to the shit list. Okay, what is that? That game is Arthur and the Invisibles. Are we talking like, and I say, hey, like that kind of Arthur? Not that Arthur. Uh, okay. I, I think this was like a, a movie. I don't know if it was a DreamWorks Pictures film. I can't even tell you what the hell the movie was about. I just know that I popped it in. I said, okay, let's 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 see what this is about. It's a movie tie-in. And you start off, you have these these uh still they're like static cutscenes, and you get to the main game. You have two people. You get to choose between this one little elf and a tall slender I, I don't know if it was a woman or a man or a shim he the shay i don't know but i couldn't even get past the first level that bad because as i as i'm moving towards the right you have to like push blocks or you have to jump over these leaves and when you get to this platform i don't know i think you're supposed to jump on a rock this big boulder that you push and then afterwards you're able to climb and, and advance forward. When I tried to do that, I couldn't do it with the troll because the troll was too tiny. So apparently he didn't have the strength. So the tall person had to do it. However, when I jumped on top of the boulder with the troll, I got stuck inside of the boulder. And at that point, I just said, you know what? Fuck this game. I'm done. And we're going to talk about it and we're going to add it to the list. Well, let's see. According to uh, Metacritic, it doesn't have an official rating, but there's a couple ones when it first came out. 41 from GameZone just goes to show why movie-to-movie conversions have the reputation they do. Monsieur Benson's work deserves better. GameSpot says it's a shame that Arthur and the Invisibles on the Game Boy Advance can't just take after its namesake and disappear. Um, Then apparently there was a follow-up from a parent that says this is an excellent platform game for a 5- to 6-year-old. It's not great for a 35 to 36 year old. <laughs> I was like, okay, well that that's that's probably where you're at. Maybe that's why you didn't see that, that that doesn't always hold true because if you have games such as the Super Mario Brothers, right. which is designed I won't say that it's designed for children. That's the typical uh, mindset that some people have that Mario games are aimed towards kids. And I think we talked about this last uh, episode. But that transitions across generations so you can be a youngin just getting into gaming or you could be a polished vet already in your third decade of gaming because let's face it i believe we the 40 year olds so on so forth are should be around the first generation to have seen gaming in its inception as far as video gaming is concerned and to where it is now. So we've lived across all of the generations, most of us. Right. And gaming, you know, good games, like they say, le- legends never die. Well, good games never get bad. That's true. That's fair. Most game, good games never go bad. You'll still pick them up. I mean, I my favorite game still to this day is Super Mario World. I can sit down and just beat that game just because I know exactly how to play it from beginning to end. It's that's how much fun I have with it, right? And that game came out in, what, 91, 92? So, I mean, God. But on the flip side of that, there are some games that don't transition well 
through the years. So something like a golden eye, <laughs> it doesn't transition well. No, the remake is good, but it didn't transition well as far as the... Yeah, and it's just because of the controls. Yeah. Uh, if you play something like the classic uh, Resident Evil games, the controls, it's, it's the controls, those tank controls that bring it a notch down. However, the fond memories that we have for those games still hold to this day. Yeah. So how's your week been? My week's been good. Uh, you know, I've been hanging out. By the way, I just want to point out, Arthur's absolutely fun day, Nintendo Game Boy Color. Horrible games. So that's what I thought you were going to talk about when you were talking about Arthur. <laughs> anyway. You have to check that out. Uh, I had a- put a... But when I think of Arthur, I think of those memes where he's like zipping up his pants and it's like, oh, so this is what I paid $30 for. And, you know, when I think of Arthur, you know, yeah, I, I just I was a PBS kid. So I, 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 I get a crack out of all these people doing the Arthur stuff now. And I was like, I watched that show when I was a kid and I liked it. Well, this past week, Ratchet and Clank, as I spoke, was coming out and I went ahead and copped it. And I also took part in the free upgrade for Final Fantasy VII Remake. So now my game is integrated. Uh, Went back and played Final Fantasy VII from where I had left off. And I noticed it's still a beautiful game. Mm -hmm. This time I'm running it on performance mode. So it's running at 60 frames per second. A huge difference. The load times. When you start the game, it was about 25 seconds just to get into the game. Now it's cut to about one and a half, two seconds to boot up the game. That's pretty fast. And for that... I am extremely happy. And on Ratchet and Clank, oh my goodness. <laughs> that game is fantastic. For anybody who has a PS5 and has played Astro's Playroom, and you went ahead and say, wow, this is this utilizes the controls, everything that the PS5 has to offer. It is a beautiful game. It's fun. Well, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart is a hundred times that. It's colorful. The load times are literally non-existent. The dialogue, just looking at it, it, it it's like if you're playing a, a live-action Pixar game. Okay. And ultimately, it is fun. Whether you're playing as Ratchet, whether you're playing as Rivet, dimension hopping, pulling dimensional portals, Dr. Nefarious's banter, great game. I highly recommend it. And having played mostly everything on the PS5, wow. that is a must-own game. Sounds a lot more exciting week that I had. Um, I beat Crash Bandicoot 2. I 100% completed, got all the relics. So Finally! It's pretty happy. Go. I happy yeah. Well, I mean, I've beaten this game before when I was a kid. But yeah, I'm going to yeah. be playing through it. And then, uh, I don't know. I don't now know it's time I, to get warped. Well, I have it. Yeah, I have it. I mean, because I bought the, the, the trilogy, right, mm-hmm. for the switch so i guess i'll get warped but i don't know if i want to jump right into that i'm kind of leaning towards finishing off super mario 64 i'm only like i don't know 12 stars away from 120 completing it so i took a break from that because i got frustrated because you know when you're trying to get all the stars it gets frustrating and so i might jump back into that i don't know but then there might be some games i might be jumping in back into xbox based on what we see today as we get more of the conversation but man well, today is going to be a little different than last week as we don't have notable news items because E3 is going to steal the show today. So without further ado, let's get into the E3 news. So here we are with two days knocked out with E3. 
But we're going to start off with Jeff Keeley's Summer Games Fest, which was kind of a precursor, the show before the show. And they gave us a whole bunch of reveals, and it took place on Saturday. Uh, that started off with a lot of game reveals, and one of them was Tiny Tina's Wonderland. I know we ended up seeing that trailer during uh, Ubisoft's presentation. However, we got the trailer on Saturday, and it's a Borderlands spinoff, which kind of gave me a brutal legend type of feel. The cast that was announced, Adam Samberg, Wanda Sykes, it, it does give me that brutal legend, that Jack Black feel. Okay. However, Dragons magic it it looks so freaking beautiful count me in i know they say that it's coming out in all plats in early 2022 i want it now it, it just look, it looks fantastic what did you think about that one you know not impressed uh, but i also don't like first person games dude i can't and it's as i sat here through these two days it didn't get till today where i started to see more games that i was interested in just seeing from that third person perspective there's a lot of first person games that the industry puts out a lot of first person games that seems to be that's been the trend over the past couple years i think since the uh, 360 ps3 gen that first person games have been leading the pack um however i've never played a borderlands game at all but okay. seeing this trailer definitely piqued my interest and by the way to our listeners i just want to let you know there were a lot of reveals on saturday and sunday we're not going to be able to cover all of them this isn't a full coverage we're just going to talk about give our thoughts on things that we like and some things that we didn't like um not everything so we can't cover the entire presentations we're just once again giving you what we liked and just a little banter about that. So keep that in mind as we read off <laughs> some of these titles. Now onto the next one, PC gamers rejoice because of the unproven track record of Amazon games. They revealed Lost Ark, which seems to be a Diablo styled MMO. It launches this fall with the beta should be launching sometime this summer. It had a lot of magic vibe to it. Right. I dug it. I liked the art style. Uh, it had that polish. I, I, I found myself gravitating to a lot of games this uh, past weekend that had a specific art style, a lot of color, the, the purples, the, the pinks, the, that sheen, that, that shine. And Lost Ark looked like it has some potential. However, I'm not sold on Amazon games. I, I don't know if this is their first outing, but if I do get the chance... I will give it a shot. I mean, I'm I'm all, all I'm up for some Diablo style video games. I mean, there was a oh yeah for a resurrection, if you will. So uh, yes, I definitely can't. I'm not going to say no to that. Spoiler alert! <laughs> uh, <laughs> and you were talking. Huh? It's pretty cool though. I mean, the game looks pretty sweet, and it's got you're right. It has that Diablo style dungeon kind of dungeon you know, crawler. Yes, yeah, yeah. cool type of look, if you will. The next one that wet my palate was the Tribes of Midgard. Tribes of Midgard, the Vikings. It's yes, another another Viking game. That seems to be also be a trend where you had your zombie games, you had your World War II games. Seems that Viking games are all the hot rage. Yeah, I've got a friend who's into these style of games, like these Ark style survival games where you have to build your camp and you know chop down wood and. You know, virtual simulation of living rather than 
<clears throat> living. They literally do, as the mighty Ben Hamin says, chop wood and carry water. In a virtual way. <laughs> In a virtual way. It's it. What, what you're doing is you're building your settlement. Now, I don't know. It says that you can bring up to nine other friends. I don't know where I'm going to find nine other friends because I'm usually an army of one. However, it says to bring nine other friends. You get to build your settlement. You go hunting. You go just dungeon crawling, looting. And every couple of days, a huge giant is going to come, invade your game, and attempt to destroy everything that you've built. I don't like that. <laughs> I don't, but... It, I, I don't know if that if that giant is going to invade even while you have your game off. Oh, so that forced. So you're forced to get on, kind of like when your crops begin to wilt in Farmville. <laughs> I never got into that, but okay. Every time I think of Farmville, I think of this lady that I work with, and uh, she has access to the computers as we all do, and she sits there and she plays Farmville most of the 10 hours that we're at work. My mom was into like the cafe stuff for a good six months before one day my dad was like, can you not do that anymore? And then she was like, oh, okay. <laughs> she was like, you're playing too much of this video game. Can we go do something? And she was like, oh, I'm sorry. And then, yeah, that's that was how my mom stopped playing the Facebook game. Believe it or not, though, the, the, those were the good days of Facebook before Kuckerberg wanted to go ahead and, and ban anything and everything yeah we used to have all those games back in the day yeah, they were yeah. cheesy. You still had them that was pretty cool oh man i was a farco and, and bejeweled champions <laughs> I <laughs> mafia games and like the uh the wrestling simulation style games and whatnot but yeah no I, my mom was into the cafe ones making yeah. stuff making food one of your friends robs you for 30 kilos of cocaine yeah i was pissed the fuck <laughs> <laughs> okay, back to uh, back to the summer games before we go off on tangents of Farkle <laughs> and Farmville and the bakery. Speaking of our our our, our wieners, wieners, wieners. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> From software and Game of Thrones creator George R. R. Martin is bringing us what looks to be a spiritual sequel to Dark Souls, and that's Elden Ring. I know it was revealed in 2019 from when I had last seen it in A3, but this was our actual first look that they gave us. The creatures looked great. It looked bloody. I I have a feeling this is going to be one of the most difficult entries to date. Um, As I mentioned last week, I'm still playing Demon's Souls, and I, I feel that this game is going to blow that game out of the water. I mean, as you mentioned, this was definitely the star of the show. Um, you know, as in critics, you want to, you know, say pundits, whatever you want to call them, may have their different views and opinions. But I think the consensus was that while Summerfest was great, it wasn't as uh, larger than life as they were trying to promote it with the addition of music and different entertainment acts. So when this came on for some it definitely saved Summerfest. Now I've seen a lot of the trailers on YouTube. I didn't watch the Summerfest presentation. Did did they have a crowd there? Do you know? I'm not sure. I didn't watch the presentation either. No, I didn't watch Summerfest no. live. Okay. Because that in my opinion was what sorely was lacking with this year's E3. And this year's E3 started off with 
Ubisoft, something that you were interested in. I was, because I'm a big Ubisoft mark. <laughs> as, as, and, and myself, there's only a couple titles that Ubisoft makes that, that I'm actually a fan of. But before the, the, the show started, they had a pre-show of sorts. Right. And to that, I'm giving a thumbs down. It was a lot of the same trailers that we had seen previously, tons of interviews. And outside of that, they kept having these five-minute clips before and after whatever they were talking about or whatever they were showing off. They had this five minutes of literally uh, a guy walking. It looked like it was Assassin's Creed Valhalla, just a person walking, uh, a person flying a plane uh, <laughs> for five minutes straight. I, I really thought that I was watching Lord of the Rings again. Hey, Lord of the Rings is good, maybe. A whole lot of walking. Oh, yeah, they didn't do a lot there in the opening trailer, did they? It was mostly kind of just hyping up all of their con their current IPs and then making sizzle reels, I guess is the, the proper terminology is what they were doing. Just tons of sizzle reels. And it was a long, long pre-show, too. I mean, I think they got better on day two at the pre-shows. I was like, we'll get to that. With yeah, it was no sizzle, no sizzle whatsoever. When the show did start, they started off with a bang, and that was Rainbow Six Extraction. That looks to be a three-player co-op. You're taking on aliens known as Archaeans, or as inside the game, they call them Archies. 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 And it looks like a, a Left 4 Dead Call of Duty Zombies. Right. It, it looks great. It looks fun. But does it really need a standalone game? I mean, couldn't it, if you own Siege already, couldn't it just be an expansion? Yeah, there seems to be a lot of, especially here, where they're like, I don't know, making expansions off current titles that have already been out for years while continuing to create new titles within the IP itself. So it's very confusing. I was going to say Rainbow Six, though, I think I haven't played it in a number of years. I think the last time I played it, I mean, Rainbow Six is more of kind of like a... Uh, I don't know, maybe, maybe I'm wrong here. I thought it was more like of a silent type of shooter. You're moving around slowly trying to kill people. Is, is, am I wrong on that, or is it more fast-paced? It's it's not as fast-paced as, say, like, Halo. Yeah, that's what I thought. Right? That's what it's, I, okay. Yeah, the whole point of Rainbow Six is just to be a little more tactical. So you have to kind of pre-plan. You scope out the, the environment. You look at the blueprint, or you move your camera around. You want to make sure you scope out your targets where people are hiding, and then you're going to go ahead and, and plan your plan uh, plan of attack. So you, if you want to go ahead and, and repel up to the second floor, or maybe plant a charge on some boarded windows, or you want to come in from the basement, and you that's that's how you're going to attack. And the defenders, the other your opposition, they will go ahead and plan for your attack by laying down barbed wire. Uh, trip mines, things of that nature too. So it's not run and gun, and you will get punished if you if you try to to be a run and gunner. So you have to think a little bit, and it's a little more on the realistic side. That's probably why I've enjoyed that. If I was gonna like pick up something, only because Ubisoft does such a good job of that stealthy style of gameplay, where you have to kind of scope out your area set up where you're going to enter and exit how you're going to kill people how to get out of you know how to hide in the shadows depending on the game so i, I that's probably why i've 
Yeah, at least when I've if I've gonna play a first person shooter that every now and then, like if I was playing a house and somebody put that on, I'm not gonna like I'm not gonna play that game. I'd be like, yeah, all right, you know, sure, I'll try it. You know, I'll play with you. Well, my favorite, my favorite Rainbow Six game was Vegas. Yep, uh, I, I loved Vegas, Vegas, and Vegas Part Two. That was great. And when I when I played Siege when when that launched, I really wasn't a fan of that game. It took the the season, the subsequent seasons to launch where they actually improved upon the game, made it better, and it's still going strong six years already. Yeah. And next year, they will have cross-play between Xbox and the PlayStation consoles. Okay. So everybody's going to get to play together. And I think that's their goal, uh, as they explained and talked about. Yeah. Ubisoft also showed, uh, I guess what you said was a sizzle reel. Uh, for expansions, um, Brawlhalla. Now they got the Ninja fucking Turtles, dude. I heard that. You get to play as all four. I, anytime you put Ninja Turtles in a game, like when Injustice 2 did it, you you got to freaking get it. Yep. Another thought that I had during their Just Dance 2022 presentation is, who the fuck is Todrick Hall and why I, should I care? I have no I fucking idea who that person is. You know, he comes out and I'm like, oh man, they got they got Sonny Kiss from AEW. He's doing a presentation. Why do we have this guy here? Like, is he's promoting it as if he was this big name in, in music. Apparently he is. And and he's the reason that you need to buy it because, well, ladies and gentlemen, I have my own exclusive version for Just Dance 2022, full of pizzazz and sass. Is this really is he a draw? Is is this the guy that's really going to sell these games i don't know and i was curious i that was just that these are just my notes by the way and, and nothing like i said i'm not ranting because if you think oh well you're ranting on homosexuals or no 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 it's just who the fuck is this guy why do i care right right well, also, they, I mean, that happened as far as like Ubisoft, they announced that they are going to continue Ivar's quest in Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Uh, we didn't cover it last week because, of course, it was our first episode. But in the month of May, they did continue the Assassin's Creed Valhalla storyline by having him go to Ireland in the Wrath of Druids, which was their first major expansion. So they announced during the conference that they're going to continue this expansion, which for me is exciting uh, because I have yet to go, uh, actually buy the game. And the only reason why I have yet to buy the game is I usually don't buy an Assassin's Creed game until either A, the next game gets announced or the price starts to drop again. And it has started to drop. And if they're going to start adding on expansions, and now would be the time to get it because they also mentioned that there's going to be limited release expansions and items and whatnot. So if you don't get into it now, you're going to miss out on items that you won't be able to get later. Going in today, I had every intention of the mindset of being like, I'm probably still just going to go out and buy a, a PlayStation 5. And then after today, and I watched Xbox, man, and because we're, we're, we're going to get there in a moment, I'm just like, man, I might have to just get another Xbox because they're putting out some heavy shit here. Get um, them both. Yeah, I, you know, I don't know. I'm not. Have them both. I've already got a Switch, so, like, I'm not trying to have all three. I just, have all three. Uh, just do it. Just do it. Be Larflees. I don't have it all. I don't have it all. <laughs> jump, jump into the next thing here. You wrote Far Cry 6. So Far Cry, I never really got into Far Cry. We were discussing this offline. If you've never played Far Cry, it's like a first-person Grand Theft Auto. You're not really interacting in the streets of like Liberty City or San Andreas as you are in the GTA games. 
but you can destroy things. You go hunting. You you know you can take missions, uh, snipe people out. So that's what Far Cry Six is going to continue on with. And uh, this time they got Giancarlo Esposito, uh, Gustavo Fring from Breaking Bad, and they showed the trailer where refugees that were hiding underneath a boat and next thing you know you hear chaos ensuing on top of this fishing boat and here he comes full heel mode what did you think of uh mr gustavo fring as uh what is it el hijo del presidente <laughs> uh you know i liked uh i like gus fring obviously i'm a big uh, star wars fan as well you can check out the new force order podcast he played moff gideon on the mandalorian so I was excited to see him uh, make his transition even further into the game. He's got a great voice, so he's the perfect villain for a video game style. Uh, this one looks to be like you're the female that was down at the bottom of the boat with your mother and the right. little refugee kid. And I think she might be trying to get that kid back or might just be leading uh, some kind of revolution against this dictator-like character. But what Far Cry seems to do best is they highlight their antagonists and they highlight them well. You have the crazy Latino from Far Cry 3, then you have the a pagan from, I believe it was 5. You, you just have these strong antagonists and they seem to want to capitalize on that by bringing DLC to the table that's going to have all of the previous baddies in, I believe, Far Cry 6, or maybe an expansion of that. Okay. Well, I mean, before you get to the star of the show here, let's talk about Riders Republic. That game looked awesome, dude. I know you wrote down it, too. Um, I liked that it incorporated uh, different aspects of extreme sports, from looked like snowboarding to, I don't know, air gliding to jetpacking to mountain biking. <laughs> what about the little guy that was riding up the mountain and he had a bunch of shit in his back? You know, he had a little... The, the bike horn in the front and he's trekking while people are just zooming by him. Uh, oh man, that's definitely going to be a, a awesome PS five exclusive. And the one thing I liked about it when I was mentioning it at the top of the show, there's a segment where it looked like it was like first person mountain biking. And I was like, that's interesting. I'd, I'd be interested to try that. You know, it is, it, it looks like it brings a lot of mirrors edge. Yeah. The way you were traversing, but instead you were on a mountain bike. This looks pretty cool just to hang out with your buds. Maybe, you know, open up your your Xbox mini fridge, crack open a couple beers out of that or smoke a couple spliffs and and play that with your buds. And that it brings that SSX vibe. It did. Look, I'm yeah. a huge SSX fan, even complete with like the silliness where they had the guy in the bubble goose jacket that, you know, moving around looking silly with his costume. I, I'm definitely going to cop that. Whether I want to cop that day one, if I feel that it's going to deserve the $69.99 or I'll wait for it to drop to $49.99 or something, I'm definitely getting it. Yeah, I'm excited for it too. It looks fun. I'm all about those action style sports games. So um, I think it'll be a fun. Hopefully it just it delivers and that there's it sounds like there's going to be a lot of online support. So I hope that uh, they continue to support it, the community itself, because otherwise it'll get pretty droll if you're just doing the same stuff over and over. You know what I mean? It'll be like, yeah, well, it's it, just like Destruction All-Stars. Right. I'll call it for what it is. Destruction All-Stars, when it was announced, it was supposed to come out as a $69.99 launch title. And instead they delayed it. They gave it to you free for PlayStation Plus members. That game was so generic, so run of the mill. I got and, and they made you buy 
the story mode. You had to buy the, the coins just to unlock each story for each character. It, I, I really have my fingers crossed that Riders Republic doesn't follow the same path. Right. Now, Ubisoft has two more announcements. Uh, the big one, I think, is the new Mario and Rabbids Spark of Hope game, which is a new Nintendo Switch exclusive. It's a sequel to Mario and Rabbids Kingdom Battle. It's going to have new ga- characters, gameplay elements, and it looks like it's going to be at least twice or even bigger, three, four times the size of the original game as they're going to be fighting in the galaxies itself. Um, I'm excited for those who never played the Mario and Rabbids game. I didn't know what it was until I got a Nintendo Switch um, back in December of last year because it's a Switch exclusive. It's a real-time strategy style of game, um, so kind of like an XCOM. You're still moving around on a map. You're picking out your, your each each person or team, individual, whoever's taking their turn, picks their move, whatnot, and then it's executed, and you can do combinations and combos and whatnot. But you're basically kind of moving around on a grid. Uh, I'm a big fan of these style of games. I mean, one of my favorite uh, RPG, RTS games was Shining Force. We mentioned that back on the Sega. So, like, this is kind of like almost like an updated version of that is what I feel like what they're doing with these Mario Rabbit games. But, you know, in a comical, fun kid style, if, if you know, all ages, hits all ages, if you will. The last thing that was announced, and that is Avatar Frontiers right. of Pandora. Honestly, I know that the sequels are on their way, but... Should we really give a shit right now? It's been so long since the original movie had come out. We've had Avatar the game. Which was horrible. Do we really need Frontiers of Pandora? Yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, I'm interested to see what it looks like because I feel like the technology has caught up with what Avatar was producing back, you know, five, six, seven years ago, whenever the movie came out, 2009, whatever it was. Uh, so I think that if you think about it in that retrospect, like the tech has finally caught up to where it could at least simulate what we saw in the movie. And maybe that style will translate well now to the video game homeowner. But yeah, like in the really there's not a lot of hype around this franchise. It's been so long since the first one. And it's not like it's some sort of cult classic movie or like i don't know a lot of people in the nerd and geek community where everyone's talking about avatar do you know anybody you talking about avatar i mean i i don't time has passed and it's not something like a, a harry potter a star wars a lord of the rings that has that geek following like you said you might go to some conventions and see someone dressed as a eight foot tall navi that's what they call them navis i don't see it having that that geek status as, as you mentioned no. Yeah, no, I don't. It's very confusing. But I mean, but maybe they've been working on it for so long and it's got such a big budget backing it. You know, they've got to have the project come to completion. And then you've got Disney now, right, that owns Avatar. So, like, they were going to be probably pairing it with the next movie release. So I'm, I'm sure they're looking to cash in as much as they can on their investment. Well, we're looking forward to a big push for avatar in in the following years so in the upcoming years we're going to see a whole lot of avatar airbender i thought we were gonna get more airbender stuff (laughs) oh no i i I don't know with m night Shyamalan shamalamalang fucking that up you know it's going to take a while before we see that at a big screen or maybe we'll see that animated tell us about gearbox what was that about i didn't check that at all well the gearbox 
was a waste of all of our time. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad you watched it, not me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they they showed us once again Tiny Tina's Wonderlands. They continue to have clips uh, promoting the another RTS game, Homeworld Three. Uh, they showed us once again some more tribes of Midgard. They wanted to promote that Borderlands movie. And I really didn't keep up with the news on Borderlands. They they had a lot of behind-the-scenes footage where they were just trying to make that push towards it. Then they dropped the bombshell. It's the news that Godfall is coming to the PS4. Yes, Godfall. The PS1 PS5 exclusive is coming out for the PS4. Think about that for a second. Why are we going backwards with this game? Because they don't have enough parts to buy so people can buy the fucking game now. It was one of those things. I mean, of course, Godfall was was considered to be like a melee looter. Yeah. And it was supposed to, you know, it looked shiny. It looked great. Everything that checks off the boxes of next gen, it didn't have the player base. And now they want to bring it out for the PS4. Maybe because they want to go ahead and get, they feel that, the the user base of PS4 is still yeah. in the hundreds of millions, and they want this game to be played. Yeah, but, that's a good thing because a lot of people. I mean, the fact that what is it? There, I mean, this is more speculation, news, and rumors. But GameStop is supposed to be ramping up this week for some refreshes, as in they're supposed to be getting Nintendo Switches and Xbox Series Xs in. So, like for that, they're able to get. You know, that's why they're able to announce all these games because they're going to have the uh, hardware to support it. The PlayStation 5, I, I don't know where to buy one. I can't get one anywhere. Unless I want to pay seven $800 or something like that or double the price scalping-wise, you know what I mean? Yeah. I just don't see why Gearbox is, is going to waste time doing that. It Will it pay off? Will more people go ahead and buy it? Maybe, maybe not. I'm sure if they've seen the mediocre reviews for it on the PS5, which I thought it was a good game, and I think with the further expansions, it's going to become a better game. Maybe those people will see, hey, you know what? Let's buy this game. I want this game. And then have it you know, transition over, because if you do buy for the PS4, you get the upgrade for free on the PS5. After these messages... Out by Nintendo. Eleven world-class contenders. Take them down with your controller, beat them all, and you've got a shot at Tyson's title. Power! But for that, you've got to beat Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson's Punch-Out from Nintendo. Now you're playing with power. Are you really good at video games? And are you ready for some real from Hal America, the team that hits you against awesome firepower. And in intricate days of airlocks, passageways, and corridors, where you blast and dodge danger at every turn. Until you destroy the power reactor. Then get out before it blows! Selected for the 1990 Nintendo World Championship.
ships and now available for $49.95 plus postage and handling by calling OMLC at 800-468-5354. Order now and receive game plus t-shirt and airfortress posters. Don't delay. Visa MasterCard accepted. Call 800-468-5354 now. Last week, Harley and I reviewed Ultra Enviro Man. Whack to the curb. It has got to go. So today, we're going to take a look at Battletoads. Rocky! That it is. I mean, they got Psycho Pigs and Turbo Thwacking. And with kick fighting, surfing, babe shaving. How can you go wrong? Your kids are freaked for Battletoads and these other games from Trade West. Nintendo Entertainment or Game Boy Systems Required. Hey guys, don't forget to check out Hami Media Group sponsors. You can check out uh, ProWrestlingTees.com, Ben Hameen, Stevie Richards, uh, that being uh, BWO Stevie, SEG shirts for Big Sal, The Greek God Papa Don, and Superstar Chris Silvio. You can also check out uh, RussoBrand.com here, Hami Media Group's own Ben Hameen, Stevie Richards. You can go to Patreon.com slash RussoTWC for Master Shoot Theater, as well as check out Zoro's Olive Oil and TheBrosters.com. So with day two of E3 happening yesterday, we had the biggest, I think by default, since Sony decided not to join E3 once again, but we had Microsoft killing the game and showing everybody why they need to buy an Xbox Series S or X this generation. Oh my God. In total, they had about 27 Game Pass day one titles announced. A lot of console exclusives, and then they also had some console launch exclusives, where if you're not familiar, that'll come out on the Xbox first for a limited amount of time, and then it'll either come out on, say, the Switch or the PlayStation. But it started off with them announcing what we already knew they were going to announce, but this time they showed us just a little bit of a teaser, and that was for Starfield. Yeah. Last week, I said I, I was really looking forward to that, and I believe that although they delivered it, and it still didn't get me too, too excited because I wanted to see some some gameplay for it, we got to wait a whole year and a half from now. 11-11-22. I'm excited. It's good. I, I think a lot of things they did in today's showcase with the Xbox aspect was they did a lot of gameplay trailers versus actual in-game for some of these big ones like Starfield. Like I'd like to see more in-game to see what the game is going to be about before I pass judgment, you know? Yes. And if we know anything about Bethesda is you never want to buy their games at launch. (laughs) So there's a lot of work that needs to be taken care of on, on a lot of these games, but hopefully they have once again, a year and a half from now to get it right. Uh, this has been what they claimed 25 years in the making. Their first new IP. Still, I'm still excited to see more. I don't know, but if you think about it, 11 plus 11 is 22. 22. Or what do they say when you always look at the uh, the clock, and if you always look at the clock and it says 11, 11? Right, it's the whatever, ghost stuff. I don't know. Yeah. Well, there was 27 games. Obviously, we don't want to go through all of them. I mean, they announced Stalker 2. I think that was the next big one. That, as far as visually speaking, it looked, it was probably one of the top of the shows, I thought. What did you think of the Stalker 2 reveal? Did you play the first Stalker? Never. Okay. And so, to me, when I seen it, I kind of was left confused. Um, 
Oh, okay. I know primarily it was all in Russian. They didn't really do a good job of explaining what that game. Yeah, is. I did. I did not know anything about the game. It didn't. It didn't give me any kind of vibe. It just to me, some of the gameplay, it looked okay, but it was just meh, meh. If it when it comes out, if it ever comes out on Game Pass, I, I'm download it, try it out, and if I like it, I do. Um, it's just probably going to be one of those games that. I'm going to pass on. It kind of reminds me of Generation Zero Resistance for the PC. So, so eh. for those who don't know, I me mean, Stalker is kind of like a survival horror first-person shooter. It's like takes place in like a zone of aliens around the Chernobyl nuclear power plant. So it's like set in an alternative universe in which the second nuclear disaster occurs at the Chernobyl nuclear power plant in 2006 and causes strange changes in the area and around it. Causing the area to be inhabited by like illegal residents known as stalkers. So, so the stalkers are going to be like mutants and stuff. Yep. Meh. 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 So you're killing people in the zone and stuff like that. It's like a post-apocalyptic nuclear type of world, you know, in which you're trying to survive. But it sounds like it's in the east, obviously, because you've got Russian accents and dialogue. Yeah. And wh- well, I know you're not a fan of first-person shooters. But what about Back for Blood? They announced that afterwards. It's supposed to be coming this year, October 12th. The spiritual successor for Left 4 Dead. It looked cool. It looked fire. I was more excited about Contraband when they announced that. That looked pretty cool. Did you see the, the trick? The music that? sounded awesome, but it, it didn't show me enough. Okay. I'd be like, what is it going to be? Is it going to be uh, another open world, like a Grand Theft Auto, and you're just you know, bring in drugs across the borders or what, what is it about? I don't know. That's why I'm excited. <laughs> it, it, it piqued my curiosity. Curiosity, right? Uh, did, you, did you play Sea of Thieves at all? Cause they announced the Johnny Depp uh, pirates life. Oh, dude, that I, that's a, that's peanut butter. That's Reese, but uh, peanut butter cup right there, dude, Ooh. peanut butter and chocolate. Nice. That's a match made in heaven. Uh, I did play. I played Sea of Thieves when it first came out, and I was left like, eh. Once again, meh. You're gonna hear a lot of meh from me today. But when it they had the update for the Series X, and they added a, once again a lot of content because it seems to be the trend that when a game ships, it's usually shipped uncomplete, incomplete. So when they added a, a lot of the expansions and they added more content to it, then it became an enjoyable game. Okay. And when I seen Johnny Depp, uh, you know, handed, trying to have the uh, the bone to 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 get out of his cage, and then they showed uh, Davy Jones, and it looked pretty cool. I gotta admit, I I I might give that a, a run for its money. I mean, it's free, so yeah, I don't play ship games though. So you'll have to tell me. I don't play games where you have to be on ships for long periods and stuff like that. I don't either, but something about the pirates. I mean, did you, did you ever play uh, the Assassin's Creed when they took it to the pirates? Hated it. Hated it. Did not like Assassin's Creed. Whatever black flag is what I think is what it was. Yeah, no, did not like because it's too much ships. Like Odyssey, I liked that because it was a lot of transition. You had to take the ship to get to the place you needed to be. Whereas Black Flag, it was the emphasis on heavy ship battles, and I don't like ship battles. I don't like that. I don't like. I don't. I don't like Battleship. Okay, it's a stupid board game, and I don't like playing virtual Battleship either. Ahoy, matey! 
Not me. Not on me. the quest, on the quest for more booty. Speaking Got of, to have that booty. You talked you talked about it earlier, but they kind of give us a full trailer of it. 128 PVP Battlefield 2042. That's freaking ridiculous, dude. Mm. I mean, like, I don't even play first person shooters, but I'd be willing just to do that for the experience of playing with 128 people online because that sounds awesome. It does. But once again, I'm going to have to be the, the Cisco to your Ebert because uh. when it comes to these first person shooters, and in these games that include the ground war where you have massive amounts of people playing, it becomes so hectic because every time you spawn and you, you the minute you touch, de- uh, you touch down onto the ground and there's so many people shooting at you and so many people, it's, it's you either have to be super good or you just have to suck it up and take it like a man. Well, I mean, it would also be good, hopefully, you know, if they've learned anything, maybe you have a special respawn zone where it's not on the map. You know what I'm saying? Where it's, you have to respawn somewhere here and then go to the, uh, go to the map. You're not going to be on on A, B, C, D, or E. You have to, you're going ahead and and land somewhere far from there, maybe, you know, 300 meters away. And then you got to run about an hour and a half to get to where the auction is. Right, so, exactly. That way you can start. That way everybody gets a fair opportunity to get into the game. Otherwise, yeah, you're right. That that whole respawning bullshit, like where you and then once you figure out where the respawn points are, you can just camp on people. Yeah, that would especially be hectic if you're new and let's say you're that experienced. All you have to do is just sit back in the cut and just camp and wait for people, and then. But just, just imagine though, it's it's you versus what seventy other people, sixty other people. Yeah. In you, essence. Yeah, because you, you have your teammates, but if you have 120 people or whatever the case may be, and it's 60 and 60, it's you versus all of them. 64 versus 64. Because I don't know about you, but you know what? Whenever they they show these these panels on E3 and they have these these the players and they said, "Oh, this is in-game footage." Or now let's let's take a look at at these five people as they play together. I don't know anybody that does that when they play games they're like hey tangle uh the the the, the enemy is flanking to your left six <laughs> clicks uh oh i got him i'm your 20 i have i have your six uh turn around and uh, oh shut the fuck up who plays like that nobody nobody i i put my 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 the way it really is is you go ahead and hear it and you got some guy rapping over there like yeah i'm sitting on my dubs showing much love i got my gloves and i'm like shut the fuck up kid Put them on mute. <laughs> That's funny. Psychonauts 2 is coming out. Psychonauts 1 is already on the Game Pass. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> I, I am waiting. I am waiting for Psychonauts 2 ever since I've seen the trailer for it. I've been a Psychonauts fan when it first released for the Xbox. I believe, what was it, 2004? It was um, maybe a, a later later in the cycle release, but... Yes. We'll As somebody who was just talking about playing Ratchet and Clank, this looks like to be Xbox answer to that. And I am I'm salivating, brother. I'm Excellent. waiting. I August 25th can't come soon enough, man. Uh, party animals looked interesting. <laughs> Did you tell you me that it looks so damn cute, dude? They're over there singing. They got the music, and then all of a sudden, it starts to take a turn for the worse. And they're fighting each other. They got the knives, and it reminded me, of, you know, stuffed animals, or I don't know if they're stuffed animals, but it's essentially for those who haven't seen the trailer. It's part. It's a uh, you're moving. They're stuffed animals, and they move like stuffed animals with their legs, you know, fl- flopping everywhere, and their arms flopping everywhere, and 
Dude, I was uh, I was really inebriated at this point watching this, and I was like, <laughs> "What the fuck is this?" It's got that human, like the human fall flat physics going for it. <laughs> you know, you're just you're just like moving around, looking like a weekend at Bernie's. You know, it. But it was so fucking cute, man. It was cute. I I, I think it, if it's cool, man, it might be like like Fall Guys or something. Oh. I know Fall Guys seems to be the go to, but as with a lot of these games, usually if a game hits. And it's big, then you're going to see a lot of clones, and I think that might be a a, a Fall Guys battle royale, maybe Smash Brothers type amalgam. You know, it looks awesome. It looks I, pretty. I mean, yeah, I, it's something I'm not, I'm not going to shell out my money day one on. It's not something I'm going to shell out my money, but. If I have a chance to play it, I mean, if I'm at somebody's house and they got it on, I'll I'll try it. But I'm not. Yeah. I'm, I'm not going out of my way. What about Hades? Did you see that's coming to that? Oh, Hades, 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 Hades. What what more can I say about Hades? You're you're the son of Hades. Awesome roguelike. You, your goal is to escape uh, Hades itself. I'm not sure if the Hades is the place or the person, but along the way, you're getting help from your your cousins and your uncles and your aunts, which are like the Greek gods. So Poseidon might bestow upon the certain gifts um, and you get different weapons and you start to unlock more of the castle. And once you die, then you end up on the ground level again and then more of the story unfolds. But you also get to keep some of your powers, your abilities that you've gained along the way and you have to try it all over again. It is fantastic. The voice acting is great. It's funny. It looks beautiful. It controls, and it, that's why it won so many awards. Yeah, I saw some gamers playing it on Twitch this last year, and I was like, "Oh wow!" Because I think it released last year, right, for the Switch. And I was like, "Man, this looks really good." What do you think about Replaced? Dude. It looks to be a pixelated 2D with a little bit of 3D elements. You see how it like kind of warped, and you're you're actually crawling along the wall. Fire. Bro, I literally wrote down replaced 2022 fucking sick. Like, I was excited for this when I saw it. I was like, what? This looks sick. Day one download for me, dude. Um, Atomic Heart was announced and Shredders, the, another snowboarding game. Snowboarding game, yeah. Uh, Atomic Heart, what I thought that was before, I, I when I heard, like, the Kenny Omega theme music in the background playing, and I thought something of a cyberpunk because it just looked so cyberpunk-ish. I thought it was it a had, update for that or something. Yeah, I thought, oh, okay, here we are. Now we're going to get Cyberpunk announced truly for this generation of hardware, something optimized for the 5 and the X and so on. But it was its own game. And I think the only thing that stood out to me was just the visuals, um, a little bit of the first-person action, and once again, the uh, New Japan theme song music. The New Japan theme song music. All right. And then Diablo 2 Resurrected was announced. Oh, oh, Diablo 2. I I still play Diablo 3. I play it on my PS4. And seeing Diablo 2, I was already anticipating this for the PC. So I was waiting for the, the moment for it to drop so I can go ahead and download that. And just to see that it was announced for the console, I'm definitely going to be picking that up. That would be a day one, and I would play that on my own unless I had other friends that wanted to go ahead and crawl with me. 
Yeah, that was such a hit of nostalgia. I mean, because what it initially came out in June of 2000, around that time frame. So, like, man, I was 12 at 12, 13. I, I just, I just graduated high school, and I fell in love with it. So, seeing this trailer, it definitely awoke some kind of demon hunter in me. <laughs> yeah, I was pumped for it. I was like, man, such a hit of nostalgia. And it'll be fun to see it coming to the consoles and or specifically Xbox, that is. And, uh, you know, we can get that cross-platform going with the computer players and create a huge community of crawlers. Um, but then, of course, the story of the first hour, bro. I mean, the big heavy hitter everybody anticipated after big 20 years. Halo. Mm. <laughs> You're going to get a... Mm. You know, Halo... As much as it's changed the gaming world, that it's overrated. What? Yes. Yes. Don't, don't fucking hate me, but I think it's overrated. Can you, can you, I, hear, I, I, by the way, not to interrupt you, is the computer playing the song? Can you hear it? Oh. <laughs> yeah. Halo. As a single-player experience, it changed. It blew my mind when I played Halo 1 for the Xbox. It caused me to go out and buy an Xbox. Then I had my Xbox modded back then. And I was able to play burnt games when that was all the hot rage. And I guess a French developer or whatever, somebody leaked Halo 2. So when I played Halo 2, that blew my mind. Then Halo 3 came up for the Xbox 360. It was cool to play with three, uh, two or three other players. I don't remember if it was a four-player or three-player co-op. Finished the, the campaign. It was awesome. Then you had your uh, ODST. Then Reach. Then Halo 4. Then Halo 5. And yet nothing has really changed at all. Except that they took the Call of Duty control scheme and they went ahead and, you know, upped it up that way where it felt Halo 5 felt a lot like Call of Duty meets Halo. So when I see Halo Infinite and I know now that it's going to be an open world game and you getting a grappling hook, what really has changed? Well, I think the one thing that I'm excited about, A, is, you know, I like as I talk, talked about top of the show, I'm not a big first-person shooter. But this is, like, it's kind of, like, alien-ish, you know what I mean? So, it's to me, like, I can play it because it's not too realistic in that sense. But, you know, I, A, it's free, but the actual online itself is going to be free. And I think that's interesting that they're crossing over into that, the Microsoft itself. Well, if you have Game Pass, then yes, Halo Infinite is going to be free. The multiplayer itself, that portion of the game, is going to be free for anybody on a PC right. or for an Xbox. Right, that's what I'm saying. It's free. It's yeah. cross-platform. It's supposed to come out this year that we haven't gotten a date yet. But So I'm intrigued by that, yes. The grappling hook looks pretty cool. The fact that you can you know, jettison up and grab a pelican while it's up in the sky. I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, the open world aspect looks pretty sweet. Uh, you know, I think that's interesting. I think it's what it's going to do is it's going to reinvigorate the Halo community, and it's going to bring in a lot of Laps fans, including myself. So I think that in that regard, if they can re-energize the Halo base, 
then maybe it's something that they can continue to uh, work on as they continue to put updates out for it, right? Yeah. The future of the to support the community. Right. Now, I I will say this though. When I did see Master Chief floating through the sky just from debris and just getting to the spot, and he spoke to his new. Uh, did they even mention her name? No. They, uh, no. She said that Cortana was gone. That's all. Yeah, she said. Cortana's been discontinued, and I, and we know when was it Halo Four that Cortana just was going nuts and haywire. I, I kind of enjoyed the personality. I, I felt that I would miss Cortana if she was gone because I felt she is integral to the story as is Master Chief. We don't want to see anybody else but Master Chief and Cortana. Right. But this new guide that he has, this new AI, uh, I kind of enjoyed her personality, her spark when she talked. And the whole mystery of why isn't she dead because she was supposed to be disposed after the mission was done. So that mystery does have it. That has piqued my curiosity and I will be playing it. Uh, So forget everything that I said about Halo being overrated. I'm still going to play it and hopefully it changes my mind. So the one thing about the Xbox presentation I found interesting because we're now at this point in the show. They're about 16 minutes and they've done 22 announcements and they're just throwing them out back to back to back to back trailers and stuff like that. Right. You got some other stuff. They announced the Shroom and Doom update for Grounded. Another Among Us, I guess, is now coming to the Game Pass on Xbox. Whatever. I don't play that. I was excited uh, for the, uh, I don't want to butcher the name here, but the Ela Yudin Chronicle Rising. That game looked pretty sick, and it looks like they're coming out with two. So one comes out in October of next year, and then Ela Yudin, I can't pronounce it today, Ela Yudin 100 Heroes comes out in 2023. I just just say, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> uh, the one thing I like about this is like it has this two and a half D style on this HD engine, um, and I've liked the recent um, games that have tried to acclimate this for these RPG style games. So if you're into that, like myself, you probably geeked out when you saw this because I was like, "Holy shit, this looks fucking amazing!" I want to cream myself. But one that I have, I will definitely have a day one. Age of Empires Four is coming. I was excited about that. Uh, Outer Worlds 2, they announced. They showed a, a type of a parody-style trailer where they made fun of themselves. This is the part in the trailer where you see the character has a shadow. But we have Obsidian, Obsidian, they cracked me up with that trailer. It was a good trailer because it had nothing that they showed off had anything to do with the Outer Worlds. And at that point, it made you remember it. So it gave you uh, something that was like, oh, yeah, I remember that. They were saying that this had this and this, but this person's not in there. And this had this, but this <laughs> creature's not in there. And what is in there? Well, we don't know because we haven't developed anything yet. And this, this is, the is part what we're where, doing. It's the part where the character's looking over the horizon and we show you all the details, but we haven't made that yet. <laughs> exactly. And it, it it was something that caused you to remember it. Well, the final three, they kind of wrapped up the show. I really don't care about this game. Maybe you do flight simulator. I don't. I'm not into the flight simulator games. <laughs> I remember uh, I was talking to Stevie Richards about this, and uh, this was before the systems launched. And he said he wanted to get an Xbox just for flight simulator. <laughs> and I didn't understand it because I remember back growing up when they had fi- flight simulators on Windows. And you had your your flight stick, and people would go out and buy this big joystick just to go ahead and play this game. But then I downloaded that game on Xbox Game Pass for PC, 
And let me tell you, it is awesome to travel anywhere and everywhere. I was able to fly over my house and see my house inside the game. It's beautiful. It's a great game. It isn't something that you're going around just destroying things and killing things. But it it's everything that is cracked up. It's a flight simulator. Now, I know there's certain places that you aren't able to travel in in that game. You can't, if I'm not mistaken, you can't go over North Korea. You can't go past uh, oh. Antarctica. I, I believe there's just certain reasons or certain themes that you're not allowed to do that. Haven't gotten around. Maybe I need to do that after the show's over with, and I'll report back on it next week. But you can't, they say you, there's certain places you can't go. Uh, I know you can go towards uh, Area 51, and you see warehouses and, and trucks out there. So that's pretty neat. But Yeah, go find out. Why, go find out what happens when you fly up <laughs> North Korea in the game. Tell me what yeah. happens. One of the Kims, the Kims are going to destroy me. They announced a Top Gun expansion for that, so I know Flight Simulator game players will probably be excited for that. Yeah, you know what I'm excited for, oh, and I'm wow. not even I'm not even a fan of this genre of game. I'm excited for it, but it looks so beautiful. Oh my god, it looks so shiny. The story mode. Yeah, going down to Mexico. Oh, for Forza. Horizon 5. This is a when game they, I can simulate oh, travel with, okay? This looks badass. It looks fantastic, dude. They, they had that car, and, and everything that they showed looked like it was filmed with the cam- like your camera. Yeah, it didn't that, even look computer-generated. From the gravel, the terrain, the everything, just the environment. I'm really interested to just... Just taking a cruise around pyramids, taking a cruise down the streets of Mexico where I've traveled through and I've, I've seen um, everything just first person and just to drive through that and that nature. And then the way that they had the games where you get to create your own games, mini games like going bowling <laughs> with the cars. I, I might, ooh, it pains me not to, to think or it pains me to even think about playing a game like that. But I'm kind of I'm compelled to want to do so. Yeah, it, for those who didn't see it, so Forza Horizon Five, the creators they had an interview aspect on it, so they gave this game some time in talking about it here at the tail end of the presentation. They gave them a good 15 minutes to talk about the developers, how they actually went out and shot everything with 12K cameras, and like when the game transitions from the still shot into the game, like to the cars moving, it's it looks seamless. It looks so realistic. It's ridiculous. It looks like you're you're playing a fucking movie almost. Like that's how uh, clear and quality of the of the content of what you're watching the cars. And the uh, the atmosphere, and then how they point out everything to the point where they're like, "We got so fine details, you can see the needles on the cactuses." Oh yeah, it was ridiculous. So it was pretty cool. And then they wrapped up with Arcanine's brand new game, twenty coming out in twenty twenty two. By the way, Forza Horizon Five comes out November 9th this year, and the Flight Simulator game comes out July twenty seventh for Xbox One Game Pass members. A twenty twenty two. Redfall, a brand new game from Arcanine. Now, they didn't really show too much other than it looks like it's some sort of first-person shooter, zombie type of outbreak, I don't know, kind of game. Maddie, this game right here got me excited and anticipating 
summer 2022. Redfall, vampire shooter, the powers that they all had, the the cloaking ability that girl brought down will look to be like a, a, a purple or pink tardy. Dishonored and Prey were excellent games. And with Redfall, oh my God, just the vampires look cool. The swarms coming at you. I'm really looking forward to this. So that, I really am. So that wrapped up the Xbox presentation. And then about a half hour later, it went to Square Enix. And they gave Guardians of the Galaxy like the first 20 minutes of their Yes, and I'll continue on with Guardians of the Galaxy. Or as they say, the Gardeners of the Galaxy. The Gardeners. This game looks uh, freaking awesome. Dude, it looked great. It looked amazing. Visually, it looked Fantastic. Awesome. It, I mean, it's like you've got the same characters, but the great thing about Marvel is there's always different universes, so it doesn't have to be the same Chris Pratt or same Batista playing these characters. You know, it's just a different uh, take on the Guardians of the Galaxy characters set in the same style of the universe. They're traversing it. I like the team aspect, how you can control as Star-Lord and give commands in real time um, to Rocket and to Drax um and groove so it looked it looked awesome and they gave it a lot of time so this was they were heavy on this game promoting the fact that it's coming out this year looks amazing the fact that you can traverse it looks like multiple galaxies that as star lord the different uh, style different character uh that they've cast for you know and drax and for rocket and for Groot, as far as different voice actors, but they stayed true to the Marvel series. It sounds like they were going to have, they didn't really reveal all of the villains, but they mentioned the fact that they were going to have some classic Marvel supervillains as well as other ones um, that may be new to the franchise that haven't been exposed. Um, it looks great. And I, and I also like the fact that you can command your team. So you're allowed to, like, as you're in real time, give commands to Drax, to Groot, to Rocket, as far as when you're, uh, you know, in mid battle. Now, I was waiting for this game. If anybody who's listened to last week knows, this was one of my anticipated titles that I was hoping to be announced. And I was hoping that it was going to be better than The Avengers, where you're not leveling up your characters, but you're you're just a straightforward um, narrative. And you have your your characters out of like a a Batman, say, Arkham Knight, you know, series. But then I was let down. And you can only play as Star-Lord. Yeah. Now, that's like saying you are playing, I don't know, we could say the X-Men. Say the X-Men had a game, and you were only allowed to control skin. For anybody anybody who who knows about X-Men comics, say say you were only able to control Jubilee. Oh, God. And... You know, you want to go ahead and use, say, Wolverine's powers. You want to go ahead and, and play maybe as Cyclops, as Gambit. Yeah. But no, you're playing as either Skin or Jubilee. And this is the same same thing here with Guardians of the Galaxy. I Maybe, what, what if I wanted to rock out with my cock out with Rocket? What if I wanted to go ahead and, and, and play as Groot or Gamora? I, I do appreciate that their their styles was a little more along the lines of the the actual Marvel comic series, but it's not quite that either. So you have as Dan Abnett, one of the, the actual creator of this new version of the Guardians of the Galaxy, which is fairly recent because back in 
you know, in the 70s and the 90s, you had people like Major Victory uh, that was a part of the the crew. And then afterwards, they had the Annihilation event and they, you know, reformed this new group of Guardians. But um, he explained it's not quite the comic books and it's not quite the movies. I think the cool thing that's a positive takeaway as well is the fact that uh, it gives you the ability to make choices that affect the outcome and the interactions you have in the game with the team itself that overall that is interesting that is interesting because that takes harken back to the you know the kotor series right. or how the tell what the telltale games did so well and that's when with your choices it will affect how they treat you how they react what happens later on in the game so i know they showed a, a part where you had Rocket, and you can either choose to launch Rocket Raccoon across or not, or you could choose to put Groot inside of the box. And then when you change your mind, you were able to change your mind later, and it pissed everybody off. Right. So yeah. I think that's cool. Yeah, I think that that was really cool. They did a lot of they did some Final Fantasy uh, sh- uh, trailer updates. They're going to be doing a, a big push for on mobile, where they're going to be bringing the first final six first six Final Fantasy games to mobile now. So you'll be able to play it. And it looks like it's going to be for free. So I don't know if that's going to be in-app purchases or whatnot or in-app advertising. But it's part of their Pixel Pals, it looks like, it's they said. Yeah, the Final Fantasy 1 through 6, I believe. Yeah. Taking you all the way to 7. Uh, it was weird, though, because I, I swore when they had first announced it, it said remastered. It did, but it didn't really look remastered, did it? It didn't. No. It didn't look remastered. So I was wondering re- what was going on with that. Last but not least, oh, what I what really got me happy, and actually, as we record this, I was going to try to play the. They had a timed demo for it on the PS5 because it's a place. It's supposed to be a PlayStation exclusive, and that's uh, a game that's uh, brought to us by Team Ninja, and that's Final Fantasy Origin: Stranger of Paradise. Oh, that's- which is going to be the Final Fantasy Souls-like game. They the the trailer came out and it looked it had big weapons. At first, I I thought it was going to be something like a remake of Sword of the Berserk, because you had this big ass sword. But then as time went by, I said, Ah, this was the rumored Souls-like Final Fantasy game, and they delivered. And once I play the once I do have a chance to play the demo later on, I'm going to see if. If it's something that I, I want to invest my time and money into, because the- these Souls likes games, as much as I like them and as much as they're they're so difficult and they keep bringing you back, you you really have to invest a lot of time into them. Thirty, forty hours or more. Am I willing to go ahead and and dedicate that much time to something like this? Yeah, that was the trailer where the guy kept talking about chaos, right? Yes, and, yes, uh, chaos. And actually, I think I believe the first boss's name was Chaos. That harkens back, I believe, to Final Fantasy One. Right. So I don't know if this is serving as a prequel or or something, just a total uh, spinoff. So all in all, though, day one and day two of E3, Ooh. what uh, what were your high points? What were your low points? And seeing after all of this is said and done, uh, do you really see yourself going out for an Xbox Series X or do you still want to stay the path? And uh, hold out to see what Sony has in store with their presentation outside of them skipping out on E3. Because you know they're going to have uh, their own state of play type deal. Yeah, so I mean, I was not really impressed with day one. 
The only thing that I took away from day one that, that I was excited about was Mario, to be quite honest. I mean, Riders Republic looked cool, but that's a game I'll wait, like, you know, if it's going to be free. Like, I'm not going to go out. There wasn't anything other than Mario's rather that I was like, oh, I'm going to go out and buy that. A lot of the other stuff was not my style of gameplay, as I mentioned, more of the first-person uh, style, even whether it be war or fantasy. I think I took more excitement away from day two, um, as I felt like there was a lot more games that I would be interested in giving a shot and playing. Um, you know, whether it be the, as I, I can't pronounce it, but the, whatever, the Yula didn't Chronicle Rising game, that looked really cool. I like those two and a half, I like those 2D style kind of games. Age of Empires coming to Xbox, that sounds awesome. If a lot of these games are available still, like on the current generation, I'd be willing to fork out the Game Pass to try it out. I don't know if I'm going to go out and just go get an xbox here if i'm convinced yet i'm interested to see what sony comes out and to be quite honest i'm a spider-man nerd man and i've been holding out because i want this i want to get the playstation 5 to play spider-man um so like well i don't know so and there's a lot more games on the playstation that i haven't got to play over the years so i've been kind of thinking about going that route i haven't had a a sony since the playstation 3 as i mentioned last week so odd numbers yeah, odd numbers, exactly. So I'm kind of still staying, sticking that route, waiting to see what Sony comes out. But right now, Xbox, as of today, they came out swinging hard. They are ready to push Game Pass, and they're definitely making it worth it. Because currently, as it sits, I do not find Game Pass to be worth it. I don't pay for it. But with the content that they announced today, it definitely made they made a convincing argument for, a, I think, a lot of different subgenre fans. Well, here here's the kicker. Do you have... Before I go into my points, my what I thought overall, if you go ahead and get a, a Game Pass a subscription, I believe right now they have it, it's a dollar for three months for new subscribers. And that way you can either play it on any Android device, on your laptop, on your computer, wherever you want to go ahead and download it. Because Game Pass is definitely worth it. You don't have to go out and buy a Series S or a Series X right, right now to play these games. They suck on there right now, dude. I've looked at it. They suck, in my opinion. I don't like anything on there, or their old games that came out for the Xbox 360 that I already played and beat 10 years ago. Oh my goodness, really? Yep, Witcher 3, <laughs> whatever. I don't like that game. So Fantastic yeah. game. Yeah, see, I'm not into that. So Fantastic like, game. There's a, If you're into a lot of first-persons and fantasy on there, you probably love it. If you're not into that, you're looking at Xbox Game Pass like, this is sucks. This whole lineup sucks. Okay, so... If you have a PC, it doesn't matter what it is. Xbox Game Pass, you can go ahead and play all of the EA stuff. You can play Ubisoft stuff is is getting put on there. Uh, you have all of your titles. When is it coming? Is what I'm saying. What the Ubisoft stuff? Well, I mean, right now you can go ahead and 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 play stuff like uh, Rainbow Six Siege and stuff on there. I don't play that, so you know. And if you're not a fan of none of that stuff. Well, then, you know, play some of their indie titles or go ahead and play like a Deus Ex. Or if you want to go play Battle Chasers, which is Joey Mad RPG. Or if you're on your PC, then you can go ahead and play the fucking the flight simulator right now. Yeah, nothing. As we speak. I mean, all those games, Wolfenstein 2, Fallout 3, Doom, Dishonored. Doom Eternal was fucking fantastic. Yeah. You know, Fallout New Vegas, Fallout, all the Fallout games, Man Eater. I'm looking right at their website right now. You know, Ark Fatalis. What the, what the fuck is Mech Warrior Five? 
Backbone, Snow Runner, Catch, Wild Heart. These aren't these are all like you know whatever games. I mean, they if have, you've ever played the, if you've ever played Ninja Gaiden, the old eight bit version for the Nintendo, which one of these days we will cover. Uh, there's two games on that are kind of similar, and one of them is The Messenger, where it warps you back between eight bit and sixteen bit, and you flash forward, flash backwards. Fantastic Ninja style or Ninja Gaiden style game, Cyber Shadow, another fantastic Ninja Gaiden style. That's a bit more difficult. There are a lot of indie games, indie titles that are on there. If you wanted to go ahead and play Forza Horizon Four, and that is already upgraded to look awesome for the next gen, you can do that currently as well. But that's neither here nor there. Um, going back towards my thoughts, though. On today's, or and or actually Sundays Garbage. and Saturdays, shovelware. That's all. It's there. Shovelware. Yeah, shovel these nuts. <laughs> I thought that E3 was a very passable event. I was really upset that Ubisoft did made no mentions of Immortals: Phoenix Rising. That was one of my uh, favorite new IPs, even though people said it was a Breath of the Wild clone. I thought that it wasn't. I thought that maybe it might have taken some of the art direction and some of the the elements that Breath of the Wild had, and it took out that horrible uh, crafting ability where your weapons can break. I was never a fan of any of that. So Phoenix, Immortals Phoenix Rising was one of my titles that I did not see made mention about any kind of DLC for, so it makes me think that Ubisoft is just going to abandon it. Um, I was really happy with Microsoft's presentation. Once again, Redwall was one of my stars of the show halo piqued my curiosity diablo 2 resurrection the beauty of, of forza horizon 5 i was surprised they didn't show any any av- uh, avowed or fable footage i thought that we would have seen some more fable footage i was really hoping for that um happy with guardians of the galaxy and um yeah we, I, only, we only got like a little bit of fable in that sizzle reel right at the end yeah, That's yeah it was just just it's just a tad bit, and I think that a lot of these independent studios they need to really rethink how they're going to present going forward because a lot of a lot of their time that they were taking up was unnecessary. There was nothing that really wowed as far as their presentations were concerned in 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 total. Xbox killed it and maybe they just made everyone else seem like peasants but (sighs) they did they 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 they, they killed it they didn't have any granted they didn't have any competition so i'm really looking forward to later on today for capcoms unfortunately uh this podcast since it's out today we're not you're not going to hear our thoughts on capcoms or limited or runs or any of those other presentations we'll get to that next week but yeah, they, they need to really rethink it. And and a thing that's sorely missing, other than PlayStation's presence, a thing that's sorely missing for me three is the crowd. Because there's nothing like hearing a crowd erupt. It's the same thing like when wrestling, well, how wrestling is now for, for the most part, where you don't have the crowd and it's piped in sounds. And just hearing that a crowd erupt, like for instance, when uh, Halo 3 was first announced at E3, or when Resident Evil 7 was first shown, Biohazard, and you hear that the Go Tell, uh, Tell Aunt Rhodey song playing in the background and the crowd just 
universally, yeah. That is sorely, sorely missed from E3. And I really hope that next year they go all out with the crowd being back and more games, more footage, more presentations. But we didn't get any really stinkers like we did when Miyamoto came out with the Wii Music. Right. There wasn't a lot of like uh, faux pas here. It was just straightforward, especially with Xbox. Like I mentioned, it was 90 minutes pretty much of just content back to back to back to back. Yeah, exactly. So speaking of 90 minutes to two hours of content, that's where we're at in the podcast. What do you think about holding off our rewind topic till next week? I think that we went long enough covering E3. We're normally this part of the show. We're going ahead and doing our rewind topic, which is a staple. That's our bread and butter. However, with so much information and so much of our E3 news coming at you that we're going to hold off on our rewind topic, which is the rise and fall of physical games. I hope not to disappoint anybody. However, yeah, E3, it's kind of a big deal. Yeah, I mean, and the great thing, the name of the show is called Rewind. So we're, you know, it doesn't have to necessarily be like 30 years old Rewind. We're rewinding and recapping you on what happened this week as well when it came to all the gaming news. And this is the big news. And there was a lot of it. So I think that, you know, it'd be better for you as a listener, probably after listening to two hours, you're probably want to come back next week maybe when we have a little bit lighter of the e3 news as it settles down you know then we can focus more on the rise and fall of physical games and if you'd like to send your feedback as i mentioned i put it on twitter you can shoot me a tweet at homie media group that or matt matthew underscore schaffer for to shoot me a dm most definitely so yeah if you if you want go ahead and uh you can join us also on the homie media discussion group on facebook if i'm at mr sinista m-i-s-t-a-s-y-n-i-s-t-a and eventually, we're going to be having our uh, One Up podcast Twitter account coming soon, very soon. Also, I got a lot of new retro games in stock for the PSP and for the Game Boy, Game Boy Color. Those will be available for sale uh, on Facebook in my own personal uh, buy, sell, and trade uh, forum. And that's at Retro World 219 Buy, Sell, and uh, Trade Group. You can find that on Facebook. So come on over, join the community. You yourself can go ahead and sell some retro games or some comic books, whatever geek them uh, inside of that, uh, the Retro World 219 group on Facebook. So make sure you send an invite to that. Hit us up on Twitter. And as always, it's been a pleasure, pleasure, pleasure of talking with you, Matt. And we shall do this next week. What you think? That sounds good. That sounds great. You can uh, follow me on Twitter on Instagram at Matthew underscore Schaffer. Check out uh, Like the Fuse podcast each and every week with myself, Ben Hamine, and Chris Silvio, as well as my South Park podcast, Suck My Balls pod, a South Park review. And don't forget to check out patreon.com slash TV. That's all I got. That's what's up. And for this week in the books, all I got to tell you guys is thanks for listening and keep it retro. Peace.